respiratory section for endotracheal tube design and sizing. The cuff. Inflating the cuff occludes the trachea. Uh, this permits positive pressure ventilation and protect the lungs from aspiration of gastric contents. Tracheal ischemia can occur if the cuff pressure exceeds the tracheal mucosal perfusion pressure. So the cuff pressure should be less than 25 centimeters of water. There are two types of cuffs. We have the low volume high pressure and we have the high volume low pressure. So we should be able to compare these. Which tubes use this cuff? For low volume, high pressure cuff, it's the red rubber tube or the silicone tube for LMA fast track. For the high volume, low pressure cuff, nearly all tubes in modern practice are high volume, low pressure cuff. Next, cuff compliance. Cuff compliance is low in low volume, high pressure cuff. It takes a smaller volume to increase the pressure inside the cuff and it is high in high volume, low pressure cuff. It takes a larger volume to increase the pressure inside the cuff. Can you measure the internal pressure? You cannot measure the internal pressure in the low volume, high pressure cuff, but you can measure the pressure in the high volume, low pressure cuff using a manometer. The benefits of a low volume, high pressure cuff is better protection against aspiration, lower incidence of sore throat, easier visualization during intubation. The benefits for high volume, low pressure cuff is cuff pressure closely resembles the pressure exerted on the trachea. This is why you can measure it with a manometer. Low volume, high pressure cuff risk is prolonged intubation can cause tracheal ischemia. The risk for high volume, low pressure cuff is believing that you can accurately estimate how much pressure is in the cuff. Adding too much air to the cuff or using nitrous increased cuff pressure, therefore tracheal ischemia. It's easy to pass things around the cuff, like esophageal, stethoscope, OGT, temperature probe. Protection against aspiration isn't as good as a low-volume, high-pressure cuff. The micro-thin cuff is another type of high-volume, low-pressure cuff. Benefits over a standard high-volume, low-pressure cuff includes low pressure on the tracheal mucosa, better protection against liquid aspiration, ways to minimize cuff pressure. Don't believe that you can accurately access the pressure inside of the cuff. The literature says you probably cannot and that you're most likely underestimating the pressure exerted on the tracheal mucosa. Here are some better ways to protect the patient. Use a manometer after intubation and periodically during the case. Fill the cuff with the same O2 or nitrous mixture that you will use during the case. Assume that you will be using nitrous. Fill, fill the cuff with water or saline. This provides a more stable cuff pressure, but it takes longer to deflate. Really bad if there's an airway fire. Use an endotracheal tube with a lance pressure regulating valve. Murphy eye. The Murphy eye is a small hole on the opposite side of the bevel. The purpose of the Murphy eye is to provide an alternative alternate passage for an air movement in case the tip of the endotracheal tube becomes occluded or, or abuts the tracheal wall. Some endotracheal tubes don't have a Murphy eye. This offers the advantage of positioning the cuff closer to the tip and this architecture minimizes the risk of endobronchial intubation which is useful in pediatrics. A fiber optic scope, forceps, or tube changer can get stuck in the Murphy eye. This is called the Murphy's Law. How to size for pediatric tubes. Knowing how to calculate the size and depth of a pediatric endotracheal tube is essential. Here are the formulas to know. Endotracheal tube size without 
cuff, h divided by 4 plus 4. Endotracheal tube size with cuff is h divided by 4 plus 3.5. And the depth is whatever the tube size is times 4. I mean, sorry. Whatever the tube size is times 3. Again, whatever the tube size is times 3.